Truthfully, honestly, we should have been had our own show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Blues. It is 2021. 21, 21, 21. 21, 21. And I'm your host, Janisha, here with my co-host, my... Um. My my ride or die, you know, you know, aka that bitch from the west side. It's <laughs> Bree from across the street and around the corner. I don't know why I keep saying it. I, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm like, when did this bitch get this tagline? Okay, Real Housewives. But um, we want to welcome you guys back to a, a new year with us. And we are so glad that you are tuning in. We're just going to get right to right into it. I'm sorry if I'm sniffling a little bit. My allergies are really bothering me right now. So, we're just going to power through that. Um. So, as always, we start off with what, Bree? What's giving you the blues this week? Right. So... What is giving me the blues this week? Honestly, I'm trying to figure out what the hell this week was. Today is only January 2nd, but I feel like it's been January for much longer than it has. Um, honestly, USPS is giving me the blues this week. Yeah, they really been trying you. They've been trying you for a while. They have been trying me, and I have been keeping... My cool. I have not said anything. I'm, I'm gonna take that back. On Twitter, I did say some things, but <laughs> I ordered my medication to be mailed to me as I always do. Um, I don't go to the pharmacy for my medication because it's just easier to click. Boom, boom. They mail it. I got it. I didn't realize that I was running so low because um. It was like the holidays, a lot was going on. I just didn't realize it. And then when I looked, I was like, oh, I got seven pills. I need to order my prescription. So I ordered it on 12-15. It shipped on 12-16. And then, boom, nothing. (laughs) Hardly no movement after that. No update. So I emailed them. I'm I'm like, hey, What's going on with my medication? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, USPS, you cannot talk to a person, like, period, unless you go to the post office. And then they want to be like, oh, you taking it out on the wrong person? No, bitch. Y'all wasn't on the phone. How am I supposed to get in contact with you guys? So, they were like, oh, we're looking into this, but it hasn't been updated since, like, 12, 18. And mind you, this was just a few days ago they ended up updating it on maybe like the 27th or the 28th um and then i think on the 29th or the 30th it was like in atlanta and i was like oh my god okay i'm gonna get my medication it's gonna be cool whatever they said they attempted to deliver it on the 31st but the address was not correct and i was like what i've sent it to this address before so i don't know why the address is not correct. It's the same address that ha- that has I have always used. So I'm just like, okay. Ugh. 
whatever. Um, it said they would try to re-deliver it, but of course, New Year's Day, nothing gets open. Um, I couldn't call them or anything and just, you know, see what was going on. So I just had to sit on it and I was feeling super bad. Like I was so dizzy to the point of where every time I got up, like I had to focus on what I was looking at to walk because my head was spinning. And I know it was a reaction from abruptly stopping my medication because, um, I think I had, like I said, I ordered it the week that I had seven pills. So I had a whole week after that. And then the 20, the 20th was the day that I took my last one. And so it said it was going to get delivered on the 21st. And then on the 21st, it said, oh, my bad. Actually, it's going to get delayed. So you're not going to get it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Anyways, I went to the post office today and she's like, oh, maybe it was just a lazy carrier. Like sometimes that's what happened if they didn't want to try to find out the address or they didn't want to complete the delivery. Cause I told her I also had another package that same day that also said that they couldn't find, they didn't have access to the drop-off location. Um, and she was like, yeah, well, you're just going to have to go to the post office on Monday because it's not at this post office location. Um, so I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, cool. Cause I was going to, call the pharmacy anyways and see if it was something they could do on their end. But I, I never got in contact with anybody this morning. It was just the fucking, we're sorry, all of our people are busy right now. So I'm like, whatever. Went to urgent care. I told them what was going on. The doctor wrote me a prescription. Took it to Walgreens. But then my insurance tried to block the prescription because I already filled my prescription. But I don't have it. So... I tried, I had to explain that to the pharmacist and he was nice. He was very nice. Um, I don't know his name, but he was a nice little black dude. Okay, shout out to you. Shout out to the nice little black dude at the pharmacy at Walgreens. Um, <laughs> he was super nice. And so I was just like, thankful it went through. I just had to pay. And, and the doctor, she gave me a two week, um, supply or whatever, which I was glad. Cause at first she said she was going to give me a week, but I guess she saw like how, badly I needed it because she asked me like how my depression was going because I told her I have depression anxiety and I told her it it was super bad yesterday like really really bad yesterday um and you know of course you know we have to ask are you gonna harm yourself or other people I'm like no but if USPS don't give me my mail like (laughs) so, so it's just been a crazy day in three days, honestly, um, I called the pharmacy after I left Walgreens and I finally got in touch with somebody and they said they verified my address and they would send me a replacement. So hopefully I get that replacement next week. I'm not holding my breath, to be honest. I'm really not. I just don't. I just, this was just a terrible experience for me. And if it wasn't my medication, I would not care. If it was clothes, if it was anything else, I would not be as upset as I was, but just because it was my medication, it was something that I needed and it was affecting me at like super, super affecting me. I couldn't do that. Child, that, that, that really gave me the blues for real. That's understandable. Like they plan. That's something serious. 
They are, and it's so it's crazy because people are like, "Oh, it's not USPS's fault. It's because of this, you know, the bill that they passed or whatever." And I get that, but I've had issues with them before. <laughs> like people have had issues with them before. Even when I was googling, like the messages that they left on my packages, people had had these issues. Like last year, they they had them in 2018, 2019. So, um. I wish it was a better system, and I hate that I have to support Amazon because they exploit people. But <laughs> at least I get my shit the next day. Hey, shout out to Prime. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bree, what's giving you the blues this week? Honestly, this week. Um, I fucked my favorite nigga for the last time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, because you know they say don't go into you know New Year doing something that you don't want to do. So I said this. Uh, last time, and it was a very, very, very great last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said this is the last time. <laughs> so that'd be very sad because we need to, we need to stop though. Um, you know what you need to do. I know what I need to do. <laughs> You gotta come outside sometime. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the awesome side. I just came to a realization that I had to cut a few things off. Seriously, going to new, and it made me kind of sad because you know you've been wanting you've been wanting to cut something off. You know, deep down in your spirit. You know, I'm a very spiritual person. And, like, I have this thing where people, sometimes I feel like we might not meet to be with people. We could have been with them in our last life, but maybe we're not made to be with them in this life. Mm. That may, y'all might think I'm weird or something, but, uh, yeah, I do believe that about. I guess uh, I'll see you next lifetime. <laughs> but, on the side, aside from fucking all of my favorite niggas, if, if I even did that, y'all know I'd be playing. Maybe I did it, maybe I did. But for real though, I just, that's what gave me the blues that I realized I had to let certain things go. Even like old friendships and stuff that I want to rekindle, I realized that maybe it's just better to let sitting dogs, lay dogs, lie, sitting dogs, mm-hmm. whatever the saying is. Yeah, literally. Just like life. move on and move forward. Yeah. And I'm going to meet new great people. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's what kind of gave me the blues. Like, I really, um, Realized I was cutting certain things off that I've been meant to cut off for a long time, and yeah, I'm trying to articulate myself a little better because I feel like I'm up here sound like Carisha or some shit. No, um, I completely, <laughs> I completely get it. I think it was good that you did have that. Final, you know, some people um are like, you don't need closure, just you know, get over it. But you know, sometimes. I know you caught me cheating and you tired of me lying. I'm going to be honest with you, baby. No, I crossed the line. You don't want to fuck me, you know, they're cool, that's fine. Amen. If you real, if you real, if you real, a real Florida girl, you know that song. Bri ain't no Florida girl, she know that song. I'm just a real nigga, so I know. I know it, you know. (laughs) But I'm I'm glad that's something that you made for yourself. I and mean, now I'm two episodes from now, y'all can if I sound for this thing, y'all got y'all can whoop my ass. Yeah, and I'm gonna roll the tape back, bitch. 
<laughs> that okay, beautiful well, okay, bean footage. You just said right there, um, Phaedra, that it didn't happen that way, but now you're saying something else. <laughs> okay, Andy. <laughs> Bravo. I swear they were notorious. They would flash some shit back in a heartbeat. That messy as fuck. Even in the episode, they will rewind. Yeah. Like two days ago. Here's two days. I'm like, Bravo, we wouldn't even supposed to see that shit. Exactly. Y'all left that on the uh the the cutting room floor or whatever the fuck. They said fuck it. So we got a yeah, lot. I got, I got something to say, but we can get into that later. Yeah. That me. I guess yeah. We got a little entertainment section for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to talk about the girl Andy, but we are gonna get into that later. Okay. Again, I'm. I apologize. My allergies. Um, but we got a lot to get into today. I'm very excited about this episode. I don't know. I'm just in a, a good mood. You know, I, 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 yesterday was not a good day for me. I got some things resolved today, so I'm better. Um, so we're going to talk about, or the title of today's episode is going to be Family Blues, um, inspired by some things, some things. Oh, shit, you know, fa- yes. You want to know why? That's right. <laughs> I let the family in my house and the family, you know what? The family fucked my husband. <gasps> yeah, so you know. I actually said that yesterday. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> shout out to her. She a black all-star. Shout out to her because. Who? Vanessa Williams, that shit wasn't even scripted. Fuck the family. She was just... Oh, yes. So, shout out to her. Yes. Even though it's not about her, but yeah, that was an iconic moment in black history. Man, <laughs> we're going to talk about, you know... See, we just be on everything. Huh? Go ahead. What you saying? I said we just be on everything. We really do, Okay. I think we talked about generational curses before, but I feel like this episode that can like tie in with probably like gener- generational curses. Mm-hmm. You know, toxic family member, the way we raise children, the mm-hmm. things that we pass down to our children, and how it takes a village to raise a child. We're gonna talk about absent parents, mm-hmm. parents that are present but are absent in the mind, mm-hmm. and everything else in between. Mm-hmm. That's it. So let's get into it. One of the things that um, has been a conversation around Twitter is um, dismantling the nuclear family and moving towards a more, especially for Americans, moving towards a more community approach to um, family and what that looks like. So... Bree, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I had to go first. I can go first. You go. I went first last time. So. Okay. Hold on. I need to take me a shot so I can tell the real truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna cut this out, anyways. Um. Yeah. So I think that it's a good. I think it's a great idea because a lot of times people have unconventional families anyways. And so just, you know, 
reinforcing that family image of mom, dad, two children and a dog and a cat is <laughs> is kind of like traumatized. Not I don't want to say traumatizing, but it is kind of um it does affect certain people, especially when your family does not look that way. And I I think about when we have families with two dads and two moms and um you know, a grandma or it might just be a grandma and an auntie that's helping raise you, but uh-huh. that's what you know. And so I actually agree with the idea of kind of like moving away from we need to have that two-parent household. We need to have this in order for a person to be a good, successful person. Because we know, you know, the research shows that that's not, that's not true. <laughs> um uh-huh. You just need people who are going to love you and support you, whether that be two that whether that be you know you got two mamas or whether that be your auntie and your uncle, whether that be your yeah, really, um, grandma. Really, we been we started this barbecue shit. Really, black people, we really been doing that for years. We have, and you know, slavery caused us to lose all of that because we basically was beat into assimilation by white people. And, you know, they have had this idea of this individual, individualistic idea of it's just our nuclear family and that's what matters. And mom, dad, it's just, it's just us, you know, but not, you know, there's many African tribes um, and a lot of African people. It goes back you know, centuries where we have these communities. We have villages, literally, literal villages that look after children. I feel like America is more so, like I said, individualistic, where it's like, all right, bitch, I have my family, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, and y'all stay over there. And then I feel like, to piggyback off what you're saying, and that also goes to, I think that's why we struggle more, too, because we don't let other people in. Like, they don't have to buy a lot to be our friend. Like, it could be a neighbor that, uh-huh. you know, want to be, can help us raise our kids or if we live in poverty, can help us. But since we're so closed off and closed-minded, we don't get that help that we probably can actually get by having an extended family. Yes, absolutely. And what I notice even with my own family is my extended family, like my aunts and my uncles, even though those are my aunts and my uncles, they still have that idea of, well, I have my family and my kids, and this is this is what's important to me, and they, you know, they come first. Versus, yeah, we we all family, and we can work together as a community to help with this child. I feel I do feel like um, people that live in poverty do that a lot more than people that don't. Um, because sometimes you're forced to live with your grandma or you forced to live with your aunt and you forced to have a different idea of what family looks like because yours is not the norm, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I was actually raised where I broke from where it's like only family can be your blood. Like I was raised like that, but as I got older and I started Right, blood, say, like, maybe blood is thicker than water. Hmm? Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, but 
this water ain't doing half of the shit to me that the blood doing, so make it make sense. Right, but you know, that's not even the full quote. People took that and made it into that because they wanted to gaslight people who <laughs> people who liked, you know, having people outside of their family. It's actually the blood of your uh it's something like the blood of your your neighbor is thicker than the water of the womb or something like that. Don't quote me, but that's what it is. <laughs> And, like, I'm a person, that's how I was raised, like, only you can be family that your friends are your friends. No, if I feel like they're my family, they're my family, blood or not, you can't tell me who has been good to me and who hasn't. Right. Because, and I'll go ahead and shout out, shout out to my, my God, Mama, Miss Wright. I, I love her so. And so I got, like, 18. I love her so, so much. I met her. She worked at my school. I met her in 10th grade. And that, ironically, that was when my mom ended up having a stroke and going into rehab. And so she really, I really feel like she helped molded me to be the person that I am today, especially when it comes to, um, you know, my blackness and, and history and being aware of a lot of things a lot of that I learned from her because she was very big on that and Uh um to this day I you know that's my mama like like I just it is what it is because she didn't have to do that that was somebody that it's not like oh she was a friend of the family or anything like that this was a complete stranger that had it in her heart to to take me under her wing and teach me and show me things um, that I didn't experience before, and I will always be appreciative of her, and I tell her that all the time, because I just tell her all the time I wish more people in the world were like her, because, like I said, and will continue to say, people are so individualistic that they won't do that. It's very rare that people will do that. Yeah, say in the interview, I think it was in Rapture, she was like, isn't that the personal that we're all going to have maybe more than one mother figure or sometimes father figure. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. we don't love our original parents. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times our original parents or our birth parents, not say original, our birth parents, maternal, paternal, they get offended when we say latch that. on to other older individuals. Say that. But it's not our fault that self-consciously the child is maybe looking for nurturing. You're not even realizing it because you're getting jealous. Right. So it's something... That's allowed. That's making us latch on to these people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and again, you should be appreciative of that. That somebody wants to take your child under their wing and and care for them like you would. And not just look at it like, oh, she she thinks she's better than me. She's trying to replace me. This and that. Da 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 da. Because people do look like it. Mm, I know some people that do look at it like that. And it's and I feel like it's sad because it's not a competition. You it shouldn't be a competition of who can who can do the most for somebody, but you should want your child to have all of the love that they can, all of the support that they can because the those are the people that do do oh, fuck. Those are the people that 
do better. I, those are people that do better in life. When you have a support system, if you're isolated, certain things can happen to you and people don't, people don't know about it. But also it's just, it's just sad. It's just a sad feeling to feel like you don't have anybody. And I would hate to deprive my child of that. Even if, if some, like imagine if my child had a godmom that lived in, and lived in the city with them and I lived in a different state. Why would I feel bad about that? Yeah. If my child's friend's mom want to take them under their wing and do all this stuff for them, my friend growing up, my um, my friend Jessica, her mom, Darlene, she every time we went to eat, she fed me. She never asked me for no gas money to take me back home. None of that. She fed me when I came to her house, had me wash my clothes when I came to her house. I mean, she, she, she did that. She did not treat me any differently. And she was white. She didn't treat me any. She didn't treat me any differently. And I appreciate that. And I can't imagine depriving my child of that because of my own personal jealousy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like everybody wants to say it takes a village to raise a child, but once the village starts truly intervening, then you have a problem. Okay. Because, again, we still have that mindset of this is my child. I own this child. And, and like, it's, it's an ownership thing with, with us. And I'm not saying just, just black people. I feel like in general, like I said, Americans, it's like, uh, I didn't want to get into that yet. But it's really like I did this for you. So you you owe me loyalty and you can't. You can't show anybody else the same love that you showed me or I'm going to be offended. And then I hate people have this weird notion too. Like, I'm a mom now. And I don't even think that's true. They be like, if you don't have kids, you can't say certain stuff. And you can't comment on certain things. But if you're not doing something correctly, why can't somebody correct you? Whether it's your child or not. There's a difference between like trying to harm you and your child versus versus doing something for the greater good of you and the kid. Like if somebody telling Bradley something right trying to teach him a life lesson, why would I intervene and be like and that's how I think really that's how people grow up not respecting authority too or being disrespectful because their parents like, Oh you I know people like that when they tell the kids, You, you ain't my daddy shut up. You ain't my daddy shut up <laughs> Or like um you only listen to me. I'm your mom. I'm your dad. And then the people that don't, you know, don't respect people. Right. Like, you need to respect me. But little boy, little girl. I ain't got to listen to you. You ain't my mama. You ain't my daddy. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, any final thoughts on that? The nuclear family. Nah, I don't got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I said all that I can say. Uh, so I also wanted to talk just, just very briefly about blended families and like some struggles they might have or how do you feel about blended families? Um... Did you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Um, 
say a lot. Like, we talking about blended as in <laughs> step dad, step mama. What we talking about, baby mama blended? <laughs> okay, so basically, just like all of the above, to be honest. Um, okay, I'm up. Nah, I don't know. Um, I say this first because I was going to name dates, times, and people and places and get real specific. But <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm for blending families. First, I want to say shout out to my stepmom, Tony Harvey. She's been with my dad for. Forever, forever, like twenty. Yeah, Lori Harvey, your stepmama. I said Tony. <laughs> Stay hard, my says. You know, some of us from some of us from Ohio, but we're gonna get to that later. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like my stepmom taught me the true definition of treating somebody like your child. Like she never made me feel left out or anything. It, it was like it was boundaryless, but also boundaryless at the same time. It's like like she never whooped me. Well, she's not the type of person to whoop you anyway. But it's like she made me feel like her child. And it's like even when her and my mom got into the streets, like she never talked bad about my mom around me or nothing. And like that's rare. People normally bring the kids into a dog drum. Like she never, never, never. Like she ever said something bad about my mom, I probably never heard it. And she treated me as her child. Like, to this day, I can still call her. Like, I just talked to her two hours ago, two hours on the phone about my favorite nigga I was telling y'all about. Mm-hmm. Like, we can talk about anything. She makes sure, like, she has all made for, like, her child. Like, no matter what, whether her, whether her and my dad was together or not, because sometimes, I mean, they have broken up before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's an important factor when you want to blend stuff, too. You got to think about the bonds that are created. What happens when y'all split up? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people throw the kids away too, mm-hmm. and I feel like you shouldn't do that. If you took, if you took on the road, take on the road. Mm-hmm. Don't just do that shit part time. Yeah, and I think that's, that, I think that's good. That's that's a good point. That's good to um consider if you consider getting into a relationship with somebody that got kids, or even if you um or you got a kid and they don't like how if you come into my life. And it doesn't work out. How committed are you going to stay to my child? Every time I put this push on this nigga, he act. You, yeah, you can record. You can cut this out. You can cut this out. Oh my god! The nigga tweaking. This we should have like. Well, we ain't getting a Patreon shit yet. Like we should have like bonus episodes where we just talk about like. It's unexplainable to that one day. <laughs> like bonus content, cause we always talk about some off the walls. Yes. Back to the topic at hand. That's why before I had Brent, even before I had Brent, like I used to always say his dad was the first person that I ever was involved with that had kids. Mm-hmm. I always said, and it's funny now this nigga gave me a kid. I always said that I never want to talk to a nigga with a kid, like. Cause I knew it was so much that went along with it. It's like if y'all get serious, but the thing about it is, we wasn't. I don't even know what to call it. Shit, was a situation like how we talked about it was like friends be determined to some more because we wasn't even in a relationship when our child was conceived. We were just being grown, playing house, doing shit, 
but he was the first person I ever like actually was involved with with kid because I always said I'm not gonna talk to nobody with kid. But trust me, that is a that taught me patience. That's a lot of work. Like you have to realize that the church is gonna always come first. Like y'all can be chilling in the bed. And maybe you can get a phone call. They can get a phone call like, hey, I'm ready to bring your child back. And this, this. It's going to always be, you have to be patient dealing with somebody with a child, for real. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was just telling somebody that's close to me, because she dealing with a guy with a child. For, and then also, I'm going to tell y'all something from my experience. Be weary of the age. Some people say they're not still messing with their baby daddy. But I'm not saying I'm still messing with mine. But sometimes when a child two and under, just leave that situation be because it's sometimes still fresh wounds and it's healing that need to be done. It can still be feeling feelings lingering. So just word to the wise, sis or bro, just let that nigga that bitch be if they child two and under. That's all I'm saying. But I don't see I don't mind being a stepmom because as of right now, I feel like I got proper even though he got on my nerves, I think my stepdad for the most part, he did treat us like he was his kids, his kids too. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, hang on, listen, you know, sometimes I want to slap the shit out of them. I feel like I got treated, you know, so I would know how to treat somebody else's child. And for the most part, I think people make it more complex than what it is. We were once children, just think about how you want to be treated when you was a child and they're going to your answer. Mm-hmm. Like, people act like it's so hard. Like, children are really still human beings too. I don't think people realize that. They don't. Just think about how you want to be treated. It's that simple. Treat how you want to be treated. And yeah, that just is what it is. It is what it is. Monica voice. But yeah, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, blending families or having a stepdad or marrying somebody that you just have to make sure. It's the right person, because now since I have a child, I don't just, well, I never really just talk to any to anybody, but it's like, it's when your child is on 10, you don't want to bring anybody around your child, and mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, I'm getting older. I am 28. Like I said, if you ain't trying to build forever, then... You might have to go. That's why me and my forever nigga had to have our last time. We like, we can't keep backpedaling if... Either we going forward or we ain't going nowhere. Period. And that's just what I'm on. The only thing that needs to be from the back is the back shots. But that's Mm. that's the story for another day. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. I think blended families can sometimes be difficult to manage, especially when it gets to the point of marriage and, you know, all of that. But, um, no, I, I come from a somewhat blended family child. (laughs) Somewhat. Um, so I never had where, I never had a stepdad though. So I don't know how that's like, but I do have a stepmom and we have a pretty decent relationship actually, you know. Um, she, she really cool. So I don't got nothing negative to say about her but again it wasn't fully blended <laughs> and i would just leave it at that um yeah it, I think was, it, just it takes, a little leave out <laughs> it takes work 
Um, and it's difficult more so when one of the parents, um, it's just not involved. Um, so it's difficult for you to even get to know a step parent if your original parent ain't involved. Um, and then you got to deal with, <laughs> I ain't going to get into a child, but it's like, you don't want to get into this because they're gonna be like, they, you know, Right, yeah, I'm not going to get into specifics, I'm just going to be very general about it, but it takes work. And I posted something on Facebook earlier that I just want to share with you guys. Um, I posted it on Twitter too, but it was just something that has been on my mind. And um, I'll just read it. So, I was basically saying that relationship take work even when you're family if you don't work to build a relationship with the person that you supposedly love and care about then you just don't really care about that person um you don't get to be in my life just because we're family if I have no memories with you you never call me um then we don't have a relationship and that's just what it is if you want to build a relationship with me then that's great but again Actions speak louder than words. You can't say something. And I feel like a lot of times, especially with black families and older families, they just want you to be, they just want you to pretend like everything is cool. And they just want you to be, be close with your relatives just because they're your relatives. But if I didn't grow up with you, you don't call me. I didn't sit down, have a, have conversations with you to where you tried to get to know me at be, me being the child and the child in the situation, because I feel bad now that I'm so far away from my nieces and nephews. And I know that I'm going to have to make up for that. And I know I'm going to have to put in work to have a relationship with them. I have a relationship with the older one because if we, we live together, grew up together. My oldest nephew is about to be 18. I'm 26. So, he knows me more than the other ones. Um, of course, I was going to college and doing all this other stuff. So, I didn't get to spend as much time with the ones that came after him. Um, but, again, that's something that I would like to do. I think the problem comes in when you have people that just off rip want you to be like, oh, well, that's my auntie, blah, blah, blah. And I know. I'm not expecting my nieces and nephew to do that. Because exactly. if I don't have that relationship with them, they can't say... They can say they love me just because I'm their I'm they daddy's sister. But they can't say, oh, I remember when my auntie did this. I can't, I remember when we had went and did this. You build relationships with people by having experiences with them and having memories with them. And when you don't have those, you don't have a relationship with that person. That's just period. Your acquaintances at that point, just with a title, just, just my uncle acquaintance. <laughs> like, like, because we don't have... A full relationship. And I wish people would understand that versus trying to force things onto people that don't exist. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Exactly. All I got to say is exactly, exactly, exactly. And that goes right into our next topic, which is toxic family members. (laughs) Every time he called, I come. But it's time I think about me. That's right. And what I need. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, seriously, like like you were saying, to piggyback off you, if we don't have no type of bond or connection, then just family, what is that? Like, that doesn't mean anything. 
Just like y'all never had not to try to be morbid or funny. But y'all ever had like somebody y'all found y'all that y'all didn't know and like everybody was sad he was confused as fuck. Wait, that you said what? You said what? Like, yeah. I said where like <laughs> somebody in y'all family died and like everybody you didn't know them but everybody was sad as fuck and you just looking confused. Yeah, like that shit been happening since we was little. When you look back on funerals you went to, like, uh-huh. I didn't even know Maddie made like that. What right. the fuck? Why am I here? <laughs> I ain't no cut murders. Why am I here? That's not good. Funerals are very fucking traumatizing. You traumatizing us for what? We don't know these ladies. Hey, you dragons. <laughs> Maddie made ain't been the same since Maddie made that. Bitch, I don't know her. That's true, but my family was one of them where. You had to be a certain age to go to a funeral. If you was if you was a little bit younger, they weren't taking you. But my grandma's funeral, I went just because that was my grandma. But if it was like a, a great aunt or something like that, you could stay home because what's the point? You just taking up a seat. But yeah, it's like that sometimes. And um, like um, my grandfather, uh, my dad's dad had passed away a couple months after my mom did in 2014, and my grandma was wanting me to go to the funeral just to support my dad. Me and my dad don't have the best relationship. I would say that. And, and I will own that. And if, if, if he get offended, then oh, well, it is what it is. We don't, um, <sighs> moving forward. So my grandma wanted me to come to support him. And I did that. I came to support him, but I didn't have any connection to my grandfather. Never met him. His funeral was the first time I met him. <sighs> Like, I didn't have a connection with him. He wasn't involved in my dad's life. And then my dad, in turn, was not as involved in my life as he should have been. Um, And so, I'm just sitting there looking like, this man crying for real. (laughs) I'm looking like, like, you be talking shit on this dude, like, for real, for real. You sitting on there crying. Crying like someone wouldn't be too Okay, like okay, sir. Crying, like, hey, <laughs> and I guess it's just the because you know funerals bring back emotions from other funerals and a lot of yeah. things. So it could have been a lot of emotions. It could have just yeah, been. Are very yeah, it could have been him just mourning the fact that he never got to have an experience with his dad, never got to have that relationship with his dad. So I get it. But bitch, I'm trying to stop cursing as much. But <laughs> the B word is my favorite word. I'm sorry. Um, what's my favorite word? Mm. Oh my god, I said I want to stop, but I had a potty man. I want to stop cursing too because brain and little brain is putting on everything, picking everything yeah. up. I don't want to be like, bup, 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 bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> My little cousin used to cuss up a storm. He, but mommy, I hated mommy. that. I hated it because all they did was cuss. And I'm like, y'all bad as shit. So, and there I go. There mommy, is. mommy, fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> shit. I can't. They be, saying, they be so happy when they say it. No, shit. and they be thinking it like they be thinking it's so funny, and people be laughing at it. But I feel like that's something you gotta correct from the jump, like for real, because. Yeah. You don't want your kid going around doing that. And here we go, talking about something else. <laughs> uh, it's still anyway. about family, though. <laughs> so, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. But, yeah, so that was very, very weird for me. Because I'm just sitting there like, yeah. 
what are the repairs gonna be like? Who having the food? Um, who is this person in the obituary? Like, it really be like that. It don't be one motherfucker. You don't remember me, no, bitch. Stop asking me that. You don't remember me. And it's like I got that so much because it's weird. On my mom's side, I'm the oldest grandchild, like ever, like the firstborn grandchild. Period. Oh wow. And on my dad's side, I'm the second grandchild. I'm the opposite. On my dad's side, I'm the first grandchild. Um, and then my mom, my 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 mama got too many sisters. <laughs> but it's crazy because even on my dad's side, being the second grandchild, me and my cousin were still born in the same year. So it's like she was born in I think June, July. I was born in December. She's just a little older than me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I used to get that. My my grandma family is here. That's why I hate that she's dead now because it's like. She was a glue that made everybody because my grandma mm-hmm. like the Harvey. It's like a small little, like very small. Like my grandma basically raised herself. Like my grandma died from cancer. I think her mom died from cancer. Like I think my grandma raised herself because she was like fifteen or sixteen. So it's like a lot of her family died. So all she had was like her and her boys. Like she had three boys, and then they had us. Like that's the only family that I know on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. But my mama. There's a lot of them niggas who in Chicago, Ohio, everywhere. Niggas, why niggas from Mississippi all go to Chicago? Somebody said that. Is it because of the Great Migration or some shit? But I, like, I got so many people in Chicago from Mississippi, that's crazy. They were like, yeah. And like, at the ferry me, I got off topic again. But ferry me, they be like, you don't remember me, Bree? Bree, they be like, Bree got so big. I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, I guess, girl. They're like, that's Brie. Like, everybody just be hugging like I'm a fucking science project. Okay. And I can only imagine, like, if I go to the fair union whenever COVID ever. Like, when I have Brandon with me, I'm like, Brie got a baby now? Like, yeah. Like, my auntie, she's like, I didn't even know you you was fucking. Bitch, why would you think you fucking? Why you want to think I wasn't fucking? When my auntie found the first time, I didn't even know Brie was fucking. That, ain't you fucking? I'm dead. <laughs> For real, like, girl. But we just, I'm almost just talking to myself. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think you should take over because my ass going on the table. <laughs> so yeah, toxic family members. That's what we're talking about. Um, See, look, look at my. And I think we talked about earlier. I can't remember if we were on, if we were on air or not. But, um, just how people feel like, and we kind of been talking about that in general. I just went over that with my quote that I had or whatever. Just how people think people are like entitled to, um, you as a person because your family. Um, oh, that's your mama. You can't, you shouldn't talk to your mama like that. Uh, oh, that's yes. your daddy. You only get one, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this person harmed me or this person was toxic towards me and this person hurt my feelings. I don't want to fucking talk to them. Yes, and I hate, like, 
sometimes kids are brainwashed to think everything is disrespectful. Like, people like, I'm not going to never talk to my mom like that. But your mama talks to you like trash. Your dad's like, what the fuck you mean? Ex- oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's it right there. Let me let me get some snaps all around, please. Your mama talk to you like shit. And literally have did shitty things to you. Like, did, did, like, did, like, fucked up stuff to you. Like... Right, and then you were saying, like you were saying earlier, that that's a manipulation tactic. For you to say, oh, you only get one mom, or I ain't gonna always be here, all that shit. Yeah, that's a hell of manipulation. Manipulation. Because they don't want to Miss stand... Miss Deborah treat me better than you anyway. <laughs> exactly. They don't want to stand in what they've done to you, so they want to project... And try to manipulate you into feeling guilty for what they did. I just went through this with somebody that I'm very close to. And it was it was hurtful for me. Because I was just like, I never came at you disrespectful ever in my life. I Why apologize would you... to you about that. You gonna bring it on the show? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she know damn well I ain't talking about her. I'm talking about somebody else. But, like... Why would you ever come at me like that? Because I never did that to you. I don't care how old you are. I didn't come at you in a way that was disrespectful. Don't try to gaslight me because you, 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 um, don't try to gaslight me and don't try to freaking manipulate me because of what you're going through. That's, that's your problem. That has nothing to do with me. And we all going through something. Exactly. And that's what, that's what made me so mad because I was already going through something and then... She comes out of the blue with this, oh, oh, you don't care about me. That's what I get. Da, 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 da. I'm like, ma'am, I literally can't even walk three feet without fucking seeing stars right now. Like, I get that you're upset because, actually, I don't get that you're upset. It's no reason. It's stupid. <laughs> it was no reason. It was dumb. Um... Like, I was going through something, and it's just like, you don't even ask me how I'm doing. You didn't even check to see if I was okay, but you want to come at me in a way that really, to me, felt like she was attacking my character, and that that was not the first time that this happened with this person, and I'm going to talk to you about it off the air, because I really wanted to talk to you about it when I had texted you yesterday, but um, I didn't get a chance to. But we, we'll get into some things later, because that shit just really... Speaking of toxic family members... Let's talk about the absent parent child. Oh, want to get into it? Let's get into the absent parents. Oh, which one y'all want me to do first? Okay, first I'm going to start with, I don't think you guys understand if the person is not there, sometimes it's better. Go ahead. Go, baby girl, go ahead. Go ahead. But seriously, okay, say for example, you around me and you treat me and you like you in and out my life for like 15 years. I've seen you like 10 times in 15 years, four, five times. Mm-hmm. You would have been better off gone to treat me like she. See, when somebody is actually fully absent, I don't think they understand it's better than being away than being around and fucking up even more. And I don't think sometimes people understand it because I know when I'm gone, you could miss what you thought I could have been and what I'm not. Because when you when I'm here, you know me in my truest form and I ain't shit, so why should I be here? Y'all following me? Yes. And I also believe, I'm the type of person, I believe mother or father, you shouldn't keep, you shouldn't keep a mother away from their child or a father. 
I do believe in that when they say let people see uh, who people are for themselves. I truly do believe in it. Mm-hmm. But some of y'all motherfuckers should just stay away. Uh-huh. Some of y'all are awful. Mm-hmm. I would have rather been looking at my ones. Not, not. I'm not saying personally because I had a relationship with my dad. But I'm saying I pers- I rather be looking out the window looking for my daddy versus he coming around every five months. And I barely know this nigga, or he don't, or he don't know me as a person inside. Right. Mhm. Mhm. You could have stayed on same thing with mom because, like, my grandma could be raising me, for example, and mm-hmm. I see my mama every six months. Right. In a word, Jocelyn, the whole why is you here? Yes. Um. I definitely agree with that, and you know, being somebody that had an absent parent. It's, it's not fun because, like you said, that yo-yoing with your child, it creates abandonment issues and attachment issues because, and it creates trust issues. Like, to be honest, I have all three of those because you're telling me you coming to get me. I'm sitting up here waiting for you to come. You don't show up. I vividly remember these things. Mm-hmm. You could have just not said anything you could have just not not even brought it up but I think what people don't realize is these these I'm sorry these things really stick with you like this is something that you are going to carry with you even when you feel like you've gotten over it something is going to trigger you and it's going to come back up in your mind and I didn't even realize how much having an absent parent affected me until I started trying to be in relationships and not even just you know I it would it made it difficult for me to even have friendships with people because I didn't want to let people in because I thought they wouldn't really like me or they would pretend that they like me but they didn't really they didn't really like me um or they would just like stop being my friend um and I still I'm still working through those things, but I do know how I feel to have somebody yo-yoing you with your feelings and somebody that only come around, you know, barely come around when it, I, I, again, I remember my 10th birthday, he was supposed to come, he didn't. Like, these things, you don't forget. You just don't. As a child, you don't forget that. And people always want to be like, oh, you can't hold on to what happened to you as a child, but these things truly do affect you in adulthood. And I'm gonna be, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. And I think whether we want to admit it, admit it or not, we we grow up in, in age where I think we're going to always have an inner child that we have to cater to. We do. We do. I don't think that inner child truly ever goes away. It's, it's no matter how deep it's hidden, it's there. It is. And you have to heal that child. And I feel for her so much every Every day, I feel for her because it's just, I I know what she went through, and I'm thinking about myself as if if that was my child, I would I would feel so bad for her, and I do treat her like she's just like independent of me, even though it's myself. But just thinking back on all of those things I had to go through with that parent just not being consistent, um, even to this day, it's just it's just very frustrating and it's and it's honestly disappointing and it's heartbreaking because we didn't we don't ask to be here and it's even more difficult when somebody won't own that 
when you won't own what you did and you won't own that you you were not there, you weren't you didn't do a good job, but you want to take responsibility for all that I have now. You were not a part just of that. You place me here. Huh? I said, yeah, just because you placed me here, you want to take accountability for my accolade, but you ain't right, shit. right. Like, oh, this is this is my daughter. She got this and that. Yeah, but what what part did you play? What did you do? Nothing. So that's my thought. Absent parents, I just feel like can kick rocks. <laughs> Because okay. nobody, no, and I feel like there is a double standard, especially when it comes to women. Because there are some women that do abandon their children. We know that from uh, Kenya Mama. But, like, I feel like her situation is a little bit different. But I do know some people that had moms that were not active. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, too, while we getting on moms, that's how, they're present, but they're not present. Like, they present in the house physically like more than that but sometimes they'll be the i'm probably sure you've seen even with some cases where they stay with their mom and they could be being abused or not eating you know stuff like that that kids shouldn't go through i've met people personally where yeah you're you're there physically but your mind is absent Mm -hmm. that's even fucking worse sometimes it it is especially when again you've got that other parent that's absent and then you got a parent here that isn't even isn't even is physically here, but it's not emotionally connecting with you for whatever reason. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's very sad and disappointing because, and that's why I always am just like wanting people to make sure that having a child is something they really want to do. Honestly, I don't care. It's your body. I mean, you got to deal with that at the end of the day. I don't, but I know for myself, is not something I want, like, at this moment. I do eventually want a child, but I have so much. I feel like I just have too much within myself that I need to work on that I don't want to pass on to my child. I don't want my child to have hang-ups because of me. Like, that's something that I don't want. And it's not saying you can't work on these things while you do have a child. It's a, a little bit more easier before you get to that point. Um, uh-huh. because you don't have to have all your focus on your baby. Um, and so that's just really one of my main reasons. And I wish more people would, would consider what kind of parent they want to be. Like, so they actually sit down and, 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 you know, think what kind of parent do I want to be? Cause some of these people, and I'm trying not to curse. I, <laughs> I'm trying to limit my cursing. Cause you know, I say bitches, but some of these people, really um want to have babies just to dress them up make them be a baby doll make them be their second be their twin or whatever and not actually think about what they want to instill in their child what values do you want your child to have people treat having a baby like it's just going to the store and picking something up it's not like it's very and you know that you a mother it's very um it's very time consuming it's very it's always changing. You're always learning about your child and yourself. It's so much to having a child. And then on top of that, it's dangerous for women. It's very dangerous. So I don't see it as something, oh, I want me a baby because I want a baby that looks like me and I want to uh, continue my legacy. No. Exactly. 
I know. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> we at an hour <laughs> and three minutes. <laughs> While we talking about absent parents, did you have anything else to add? If you don't want the babies, don't have them. Give them away. Is it, what my it's adoption. It's abortion if you believe in abortions. I believe in abortions. Me too. It's okay. Me too. I, if, I if actually... You're, if you're not ready, like, honestly, I know right now I'm not ready for another child. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't handle having, a, like, getting pregnant right away again. Mm-hmm. Like, I say maybe five years from now, four or five, but who even knows then? Like, I know... That's why shots to women that be having a toddler and a baby. I know I'm not ready for that. Right. And sometimes you, sometimes people just have one kid and that's just be it. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I am strongly, you know, pro-abortion because I feel like people are so against it. Um, but I feel like they're against it. But we have all these kids sitting in foster care with not enough foster parents. And then we have, you know, kids that fall under fall through the cracks who aren't in foster care, but they don't have family either, and they're just trying to make it on their own. That again, it goes back to that individualistic ideal, and then trying to make that into more of a, more of a community thing, and not necessarily just like I want a child because I want I I I I, I want to do this. I want my baby to look like this. I want to like. That's just superficial to me. Is my baby going to be healthy? Like, is she, he going to have all, they going to have all their toes? Like, it's just, I just feel like, especially with younger women, it's just, they view having kids as very, like, childish. It's, I mean, it's very, the way they view it is very childish. Now, there are some, some people who have a very strong maternal instinct and they are just, they, they jump right into it. And I, I love people like that, but everybody is not like that because everybody didn't have a good, a good role model. And then you go into the whole conversation of is, is it, is it learned or is it, is it natural? Um, and that's a whole different conversation. Child. But why are we talking about these deadbeats? Let's talk about the child support, baby. When is the check dropping? Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay, I have different views on child support. I feel like, no, don't go put nobody, don't go put your baby daddy or baby mama on child support just you got to add to. That's dumb. But if you really need help and you're not getting it and you, really have tried to compromise and do all you can and say all you can, then yeah, because mm-hmm. it could be a switch. Like, it could be a mother or a father, because sometimes it takes time for people to get adjusted. So, you know, it could be maybe the first six months they may not, or the first four months they may not have it or or really can do it, and then maybe they can make a turn. That's what I'm saying. But if you've been trying and trying and trying to compromise somebody, call right. it fits. Right. Um and don't and don't um put that man on child support. You can see fucking with Tiana now. He don't want you no more. It's oh not God. a reason to put him on child support. I don't do it. <laughs> I I I agree. I know that there are some people that I've seen it. You know the field that I work in. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people that have done it. 
um, out of spite. And I've seen it where the dad is active and he is also on child support. Um, of course, that's y'all business. <laughs> like, everybody's situation is different. Um, however, I do feel like if he is not in the home, he needs to be contributing to his child because the little things do add up. And I don't want, I don't like the women that be like, oh, I can do this by myself. I'm superwoman. I don't need him. I don't need his money. Okay. Janisha will be going to the child support office at 8 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> like, you know, I, 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 I kind of get that too because I'm going to tell you like this. I even feel like running if his dad wasn't trying to do anything he still needs to be taken care of but you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i'm gonna still be a parent whether you're a parent or not at the same time so he's still gonna whether i gotta struggle to get into it he's still gonna have everything he needs regardless who's acting or not and i think that reminds me like when these girls have these baby boxes and everything they be big and like trying to do this and that. if i get it yeah you need to do this to your father at the same time i'm gonna be i'm gonna be that bitch regardless and he's still gonna have everything he whether who around them, it don't matter. And that's like that's the part of being a real parent too, where no matter the circumstances, you still gonna find a way to do for your child. Mm-hmm. Because you have women. I get, I get, I get that. You know, I you kind of got a little bit low. Oh, I got low. Yeah, but I get having, I get wanting that mindset of regardless of what he does, I'm going to do what I need to do for my child. But at the end of the day, I just feel like not holding him accountable is is letting him... And I'm not talking about your situation. I'm talking about in general. Yeah, I know. We're talking like, general. like, not letting... Not holding him accountable is letting him just yeah, I, get I, off I get and do whatever. Because I always say that if, like, his dad was around... I say that. I always say that. I, I told that from, like, if you weren't around... You was gonna, you was gonna get that shit on the back end because you was gonna pay for this shit somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do feel like, but you can't make somebody be a parent, and then you too, it's it's weird. You have these dudes and women out here say, "Well, if I be on child support, then I ain't gonna be around." That's fucked up to say. That means you don't want to take care of your child no way. Exactly, and I think with men, they like, tend I to. I didn't never heard men tell women. Women, I know women, I don't know how to see it on TV. I've seen it in real life. If we put me on child support, we done. If we put me on child support, we done. And I think sometimes that stops women from putting them on child support. Yeah. Yeah, and that's manipulation. <laughs> but I think, yeah, so what I was going to say is men tend to um have that mindset of when I'm done with the relationship, I'm done with the relationship. It don't matter if it's a child involved or not. And so I feel like that's completely unfair. And so in, in so many ways it's completely unfair because you can't just throw your child away with that relationship. Now there are some very good men that do, um, co-parent very well. And that comes, I don't know why, that comes from the parents who not knowing how to separate what they have going on from their child. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I decided to fuck, fuck my child, then they ain't got nothing to do with my child. That's us. Exactly. Exactly. And don't know the difference. They don't know how to separate two. You don't know. No, exactly. This is some shit y'all doing on y'all own and y'all taking out on the baby. You don't know right. But both of them, both, both sides, with men, it's like, okay, I'm not effing you no more. <laughs> I'm not finna be around and I'm not going to be involved in my child's life. Now, if you want to, if you want to F with me, 
then I, I might do something for the baby. And I think that's terrible. And then with women, it's like, okay, you don't want to F with me no more. You can't see your time. You're not going to see your baby. Both of them take it out on the child instead of realizing that relationships change and it's okay, but your child is forever. Like I said, you had a choice in that, baby. So, you got to do what you got to do. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And I even think to even like while we on children, honestly, you have to be mature enough too, or say like where it was a there, where like a guy has more than one baby mother. At some at some point, then women gonna have to meet up and talk because it's gonna have to be times where he may not be around. Not necessarily say not taking where the kids gonna have to have a relationship. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have to be mature for all this shit. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that um. That should be, I know in the beginning, depending on the relationship that they had with the baby's mother or whatever, it's difficult to kind of bring them together. But I feel like that should be orchestrated by the man. I don't feel like that is the responsibility of the women because y'all are only together. Y'all are only related because of this man. And um, I feel like, yeah, it'll be cool if y'all decide to come together on y'all own. But see, with niggas, they be thinking of some other shit like, Oh, these bitches get together, they gonna start doing this and seeing this. And, nigga, we don't care about you lying. But that's, but, kids. but that's, that's, that's on them. Mm-hmm. I was saying, in general, it should be orchestrated by the man. I don't think that's the responsibility of the woman. So if I have a baby and then somebody else has a baby, that's not my responsibility to reach out to her. However, if I do, then that shows me. I mean, that shows what type of person that I am. But mm-hmm. I feel like. In, in general, it should be orchestrated by the man because he's the one that went and had two two babies, like, with two different mm-hmm. women. So, that's something that he should do. Not, not like scrapping on Tierra and a decent conversation. <laughs> like a, a real conversation. I'm trying to think of a, maybe somebody I know or a public thing that not a public a public relationship that they did a good job at co-parenting. Well, they probably doing a good job now, but I don't think in the beginning that's how it happened. It seems like Swiss and Alicia, like his ex wife, like they going to trust with the oh, kids yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them for sure. Um, I think that's great. Again, that goes back to that community thing. And you have to try to build that, especially when you come. I ain't calling them broken families because it's not broken families. It's just a family with one parent. Like, I don't want to call, I don't want to reinforce that negative stereotype about people who are only raised by one parent because it's not, it's not broken. It's just a different type of family. And I think it goes back to, um, like I said, that whole community thing and really getting, getting together and putting aside the differences. You really have to do that with, you really, really got to do that. Because it's going to get to the point where he's going to have your child and your child. You know what? This brings up a good conversation that I'm going to get into when we get into the entertainment part. Because <laughs> we're going right into it. It's not even talking his dad. It's not, I don't care. Uh, you know, you get married, you have a woman. It's just that it's the right woman to be around my child. Mm-hmm. I'm all down for it. I don't care about him having a stepmom or whatever. 
It just has to be a person I feel comfortable around my child. Right. But again, that that has to be something that that is built. And I think from the beginning, if you have another child, especially if you have an older child, you need to have a conversation with that child's mother. You really do. Because you need to sit down and be like, hey, you know I'm with so-and-so. If they already know you with that person, fine. But also you should still be working on that if that's something that is looking serious. I'm with so-and-so. We're getting married. Or I'm with so-and-so. We're about to have a baby. And I really want you guys to meet because I want my kids to have a good bond regardless of whose house they live in. And that's how that conversation should happen. But you know men, you know men, they don't do that. They don't do that. So, anyways, that's it for me. Did you have any final comments on anything related to... Family Blues. No, I don't have anything to say about Family Blues. Yeah, it's just... It's it's really... I think when you do have toxic family members, I think it's important for us to, to set those boundaries with those people. And like I said, um, I think I had tweeted it, but setting... Or no, I was talking to my best friend. Setting boundaries is for yourself. It's not for the other person. So a lot of times when we set boundaries, people are going to push back because that's not something they've seen from you before. It's not something they experienced. You switching it up. I don't like this because I'm not in the position I was in before. And so it's up to you to decide if you still want to deal with that person. If after you set those boundaries with that person and they continue to continue to cross them, ignore them, and not adhere to them, then you got to make a choice. Am I going to keep this person in my life? Because obviously they're not respecting me and they don't care about my feelings because I told you, hey, here's this boundary I'm putting in place because you did X, Y, Z. Um, please respect that. Continuous, continue to violate, continue to violate, continue to violate. At what point do you just cross it out completely? Because that's just showing me that you don't respect me. Exactly. And that goes for anybody. That goes for family. That goes for your family. That goes for your personal relationship. That goes for friendships. It goes for every relationship you can have. Everybody. You have to set boundaries. And that's why people say you need to, especially with men, if you if you date men, if you a woman that date men, even if, I feel like even if you don't date men, if your relationship, in your relationship, period, you need to set those boundaries from the gate. Because if you don't, People are going to think that they can treat you certain ways that you might not necessarily be okay with. And you have to learn how, especially if you're a person where it's difficult for you to say no. I used to be a person where it's difficult for me to say no. Now I just say no all the time. But especially if you have that, um, you know, that feeling with that person. Even if you're just talking to a person, the talking stage, you're dating, whatever... Need to make sure you put those boundaries in place because how that person is is nine times out of ten that's how they're gonna be. Like sometimes people change over the years, but if you meet somebody when they are, you know, damn near 30, 35, 40, they they pretty much who they're gonna be. And that goes for our parents as well. As we know how older people are, they stuck in their ways. 
that's how they're going to be. And so a lot of times it's more difficult when it comes to older family members, especially when it comes to your parents, to set those boundaries because you have all this history with them and because you want to still respect them. But if they're not respecting you, you you just, you got to do it. It's, it's, you cannot keep that stress on you. It's not on you to make that relationship be what it is supposed to be. It's a, it's a team effort. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> I wanted to get into it's not really a lot that has happened in entertainment as far as like drama or mess or whatever. But we did see that Tyena and G Herbo are expecting a baby, even though it leaked in the court documents. They officially announced it on New Year's Day. What you what you what you think about that? Are we gonna get pregnant now? Let me stop playing. What? I said, are we gonna get pregnant now? Let me stop playing. Oh my god! I hope not. I don't think I mean, Ari. Or like, I don't, I don't think Ari wants another baby. She definitely does. She said it. She she don't act like. God, well, never mind. How can you? I ain't know. What are you saying? <laughs> um, I was in a, I was in a thread. You know where I was at. I was in a thread, and I just felt like people was just so. I don't, I don't follow Ari closely. I don't listen to G Herbo. I don't know who the fuck Tyena is. I know she Emily daughter or whatever. That's all I know about her. I don't know anything else about her. I know that she's very young. I know she's like 22. Um, and a recent 22 at that, I think. But, um... Aria Tiana. Tiana. I thought all the niggas was young. Because I... Aria is... I think Aria is younger than us. I think she might be... Is I think she might be like 24... Cause I think JT and like Carisha, JT, yeah, JT and Carisha is like our age. I think JT just turned twenty eight. Twenty, like me. Yeah. Bitch, what the? F- um, yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, she older than G Herbo. She older than how old is G Herbo? They say twenty four. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, he's excited. And a lot of people are like, ha ha, he's in love. Ari is pretending with Moneybag, yo. She, he don't really like her. Um, and then people were speculating on how it was going to go with, you know, Yoshan or Yoshan, whatever for that. Mm, there I go again. I'm sorry, y'all. It's a work in progress. Whatever his name is, yo, they was asking, they was asking like how... That was going to play out with Ari. Is she going to be like the bitter baby mom, or is she going to congratulate them or whatever? Do what? Now I'm confused. You might know a little bit more than I do. I don't know if you do or not. But didn't he cheat on Ari with Taina? Well, that's what Ari said. I don't. But uh, Taina said she Cause I remember when a video leaked. Oh like, yeah. 
And it was like, I already fucked you. What you want me to do? Fuck you again? I already did that. And I'm going back to my girl. Like, it was, oh uh, my like, god! Niggas love to do that shit, bitch. But you was over there. You was over there. Yeah, I know about all the nigga over there. Over okay. There, but okay, you was over there. Now you talking about? So oh, I'm going. Okay. I'm going back to girl. Girl, I could. I wouldn't even be like Tyena is so pretty and she's young. I wouldn't even be. I hate when people get involved with that mess. I wouldn't even want to get involved with that mess. Ari is always in mess. I don't know her that well, but yeah, I know every time. Yeah, I know every time I see her, she's in mess. It's bird shit. It's bird shit. Like she's li- always confused me. Like she could be a good person, a sweet girl. Maybe you know her. Maybe she's mm-hmm. out on the internet, but yeah. the bitch I like a bird. I she Not just a- she she really is like the epitome of a. Uh, rapper baby mama like I hate that but she literally acts like you know and she probably didn't come from I don't know I don't know a lot about her I'll continue to say that because I don't it's just my yeah, assumption I, don't know about, I just know how she acts on it. I don't know a lot about her I, she was never like the only I'm gonna be real it's funny me and my sister talked about that earlier. the only rapper baby mama I follow is the baby and I followed her like I think over a year ago because I know she did like this little interview. It was like this small interview. It's like she was so transparent. Like, and I love people transparent. She was just saying, like, I'm a regular girl. I cut hair. I got my own barbershop. And she was like, man, we went together when our child was conceived. It's, I just like, well, bitch, you don't be honest. So that kind of made me like her a little bit. So that's the only rap baby on my like follow on Instagram. Like, I don't follow Jada because I feel like Jada is young as fuck. Like, I'm 28 years old. I can't relate to Jada. And, like, the little girls look up to her. I just be like, well, she's just a little kid to me. Then Ari, she a bird. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know what other baby mamas out there. <laughs> Sierra. Huh? Sierra. Oh, cause see, see, I don't, she not a baby. I'm talking about bitches that we didn't know before they became baby mothers. Oh, um, hmm. If anything, future her baby daddy, the fuck, she the one who was the star first. Uh, Jada. Yeah, yeah, I just said Jada. I said to me, Jada is like a little girl, like a little girl to me, she, like yeah. twenty eight years old. Like, yeah. She's all like, of them, all of them act very just. I don't know. They act like they ain't never had nothing. They gotta be in designer head to toe. It looks fucking. I'm they sorry. Young. I'm gonna they, say yeah, fucking. They ain't never had shit. They it young. looks tacky, and they are holding on to these uh-huh. men who do not respect them because they want to keep up an image of but being. You know what's another thing? What? It's not about love, but what I have realized, I say within the last two months, maybe probably longer than that. It took me a long time to learn this lesson. I feel like what you what you accept. If you okay with it, I'm okay with it. It may be some things that I accept from a man or a woman or whoever I, that you may not be they accept. It may be some things I saw you accept that, you know, I'm like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I also realize everybody, everybody's version or definition of love is different. Because you have some people who believe you can have multiple soulmates. You have some people who believe polygamy. It's like you never know a person's situation. People believe in different things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, can I really say somebody being disrespectful 
if I don't know what type of understanding they or what agreement they came from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, can I really? I mean, textbook wise, it is being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know what you're willing to tolerate and you know what's going on, can I really say it's disrespectful at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if it's something that we've seen, though, like repeatedly in the public, you you see it a lot. It, it's it's a pattern at that point and obviously if they have a reaction to it that's not positive then I know that's something that they was not in agreement to does that make sense yeah yeah so I, I, totally, I totally get what you're saying yeah I get I get what you're saying too like about not knowing you know what people's situations are and how people um really just Hold on. Not knowing people what people's situations are and how people really um I hate that. My um microphone volume was not up. But I'm sure it's fine. It's still picking up, but whatever. Um I just um I get I get what you're saying cuz we don't we don't know how people view their relationship and how they view love and what their arrangement is. And all of that. So I, I get that too. But congrats to Taina and, and G Herbo child. The mess that is about to ensue. Who knows? Maybe Art might be on her best behavior. Who knows? Um, that's the other thing too I wanted to just briefly talk about is I feel like people uh we tend to and you just said this honestly, just in a different way. We tend to project what we think a person should act like and be like, um, Ari is a bird, regardless. But <laughs> a lot, I see a lot of her fans and people that claim to support her in the thread that I was in. They was like, "Oh, she needs to just boss up and and extend out, you know, something to Tyena to make it seem like she is." you know, on her grown woman and she's not a bird and all this stuff and she needs to do this and she needs to do that. But at the end of the day, if that's what she want to do and that's how she want to live her life, I can't, I can't say nothing about it. Yes, I can speak my opinion because it wouldn't be me. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if that, if that's what she wants to do and if that's what is making her happy, I don't know if it's fake or not. I can't say she put on a facade because I don't know that girl. I can't, I can't say that. I can assume that because I want her to feel bad because her baby daddy is having a second baby and he act like he more in love with her than he was with Ari. Like, I can't assume that, but I can't say that that's exactly how she feels and I don't think because she told me that. I don't think people, are, and it's weird, I was just talking about that with somebody else. It may look like that because... Think about it, like, even if I have another child with somebody else, if we have a more stable, like, like I said, man, his dad wasn't even in a relationship. Think about if I have another kid with somebody else and we're in a relationship or get married, it's going to look totally different because it's just different. That don't mean, it's about how I love the kids. Fuck the, fuck the men or the women. Mm-hmm. And then, because I had seen this girl, it was weird, she, she just had another baby. And her first child dad isn't around, but her second baby daddy is. Mm-hmm. And they had told her, 
it seemed like you love your other your 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 second child more than your first. You're like, what's what? That's some weirdo shit. It just looked different because it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. That don't mean I love the kids different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even think, people were even people were saying. Oh, do you think he's gonna treat yo different because he has this baby with somebody else? But I will say though, like I said earlier, with men, when they throw the relationship away, most of the time they tend to throw the child away. But we haven't seen that with G Herbo. He is very involved with his child, yeah, so I don't always, see. Always, yeah. I don't like, see him doing that just because we haven't seen that with him. Now I don't know if Ari is gonna make it difficult moving forward just because. Um, Tyena has a baby. I don't know what that's going to play out to be, but I know, like, it's not like he went with Tyena and just left Ari with, uh, yo. So. Yeah. And then we got, we got Papa, we got Papa Bear. We finally got to see what Nicki Minaj's baby looks like. He's so chunky. He looked like Kenny. He looked like Kenny. He really looked like Kenny to me. Like I'm sorry, Barb's. Um, I'm a Barb. He's still cute. He's cute, but he, he is. He is. He's cute. But the forehead, eyebrow, eye combination, Kenny. It's the whole upper region for me. I really, you. Kenny. He got Nikki color for sure, but uh, and he even a little bit lighter than Nikki. Honestly, I feel like that that yellow baby. Um. He is so cute. I don't know his name. I wonder if his name really Papa. Um, <laughs> but um, did when you a mom, you just be coming up with random shit like. And that shit, the thing is, it be sticking though. It be sticking with kids forever. <laughs> but I call my baby Munchkin, Pumpkin. I call some of everything. Scoop. I don't even know what the fuck a scoop is. Sometimes I call it scoop. Scoop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I wonder why we do that. Oh, no. But, but, but his, his name, um, nickname, well, it's really his name. It's probably going to be Dash because that's a part of his name. That's one of his little days. That's probably what we're going to call him unless he get older, Dash. Call him what? Dash. Oh, okay. Remember, you know that's his Yes, I remember. We went through this. You didn't pick none of my names. <laughs> it's okay, though. I was sending everybody I was close to them names. It's okay, though. What's a, what's a D name? <laughs> Bro, what's a D name, girl? Oh, Damn, burnt out. Burnt out over that D trying to have, have, have a D name. Girl, child. Uh, child. I'm glad you went with what you went with, child. Fuck him. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not. Raylene, Raylene is a nice name. I like that name. I like the way it's spelled, too. And I think it, it's, that goes back to me being intuitive, because, you know, and I guess having powers, I don't know, I have this first, like, before, I, that's how I named it, I, I had it. I had a vision of me having a dream, like, and I woke breaking down a whole bunch of times. So, because his name was going to be Dallas. I woke up and the nurse was like, Dallas, I was here. I said, his name is Berlin now. What? What? You going to change his name? Because everybody mm. was like, Dallas is on the way, Dallas is on the way. That, that was going to be his name, Dallas, but I changed it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Crazy. Crazy Michael 
Dash Harvey. Such a strong black man name. It is. My baby, I can't remember somebody's mama. Oh, Lord. B. Me either. B. What? Okay. We probably can wrap it up then. Did we oh, do wait, a, wait, wait. What was your um blues pick of the week? I was just gonna say blues pick of the week. I, I got mine. Know. Let me go. My blues pick of the week is Quicksand by Murray. I found another fat rapper that I'm in love with, y'all. I love me a good old country fat dude. What's your name? Murray. Murray. I think you've probably seen the video on Twitter. Um, but the song is called Quicksand. He only has like three songs on Apple Music, but all of them are good. Look out for me. I'm dropping my EP this year. Okay. What's the what's the rap what's the rap name? I don't know yet. I wanna make a whole eighties. Yeah, I know I used to rap when I was younger. I still remember my first rap I ever wrote, but I'm not going to say it on here. I used to write raps as well. But my um, blues pick of the week would have to be mm. Stevie Wonder. I never dreamed you'd leave in summer. I don't know why the fuck I've been Oh, my God. What? What? Not, not Stevie Wonder, child. But we finna get ready to wrap it up because we've been on here for almost two hours. And I know y'all y'all tired. So thank, thank you guys. For our first official episode of twenty one twenty one twenty one. Thank you all for tuning in to our first episode of what? Twenty one twenty one twenty one. <laughs> I hope that you all had a great new year. Um oh, I do want to plug this real quick. Skills BA dropped his uh 2020 wrap up yesterday and it was so like the ending is powerful. I won't tell you what it is, but you have to watch the whole thing. And it's on his Instagram. Um and I love Skills. Uh I I've been listening to his wrap up since I was in like uh, probably like late middle school to high school. I would just always look forward to them. Um, and one time I even went back and listened to like the old one from the years prior. I just, I just love hearing about all the shit that I forgot about that happened in the year. But this year, this year's um actually twenty twenty wrap up was was super good. Um. So, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. But I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. And also thank y'all for tuning in to our last episode, our 2020 wrap-up. Thank you so much for the support. Please continue to support us. Bree, what you got to say? I second that. I appreciate you guys for listening. And I'm just so excited about this year in the podcast. We got so many ideas. We talking about visuals. Hey, maybe the series, we have so many ideas for this year. We're trying to do visuals, bring visuals to life, visuals to life. And hey, who knows? Maybe by the end of the year, we can do a little live show. If it's like, you know, you never know. You never know. 
Yes, we're so excited for 2021. It's just like to talk with y'all. Damn. I'm Kiki. old, y'all. Y'all know, this year I graduated high school 10 years ago. Oh my God. Oh my God. Next year. Oh my God, what's that? Next year. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was crazy. Next year, um,. That'll be my 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I can't. We can't do that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's Frank just. Frank, we go to the cookout like what's Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's table that discussion because I can't believe that. But Everybody's kids running around. And she, hey, I said, hey, girl. Yeah, I know y'all was having them kids in high school. I mean, who are, who are me to judge? Shit, that kid's 10 now. Anyways. Yeah. I want to, again, uh, we already did this. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Be sure to comment, like, and share our podcast so that we can get some more listeners. We want to, we want to tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Because everybody got somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Somebody. And that's the of Miami. (laughs) And that's on 305. But (laughs) thank you guys so much. This has been a Black Girl Blues production.